loving cup, a loving cup. We accept a one of us. We accept a one of us. Gooba gobble, gooba gobble. We accept her, we accept her. Gooba gobble, gooba gobble. One of us, one of us. Gooba gobble. <laughs> They're going to make you one of the Lifers Podcast with Scott Lucas, Gabe Rodriguez, and Ben Reiser. And now, here's Scott, Gabe, and Ben. Don't okay. stop the dance. This could be our last chance. Oh shit. Oh shit. Should we start uh, the one, two, three, four over? Oh. I'm sorry, I already fucked up everything. I derailed. No. There's no turning back. There's no Oh shit. Hey, hey everybody. It's Mahmoud Shake. Hi. Hey. <laughs> don't don't uh, introduce hey, him like he's a guest. Mahmoud is just he's one not, of the guys. He's not a guest. So uh okay. Hey everybody! It's it's a new episode of Lifers. We're gonna do something different this week because uh, we have our friend Mahmoud, but Mahmoud doesn't want to be a proper Lifers guest because uh, what you're better than us. What, what what's going on here, Mahmoud? You just well, what's the I, deal? I, I I didn't think that what I have to offer is necessarily your listenership is used to you know. Um, Famous, famous musicians, artists, filmmakers, uh, members of the Frogs. Um, <laughs> and, uh, what kind of dig was that? Oh, that, that wasn't was a good. dig. I'm it's just saying who... that's like top tier. Walter okay, top from tier. Quicksand. Uh, uh, Gorilla Biscuits. <laughs> um, <laughs> he was on. And who right. am I? I'm just this. I'm just this guy that that Scott knows and that met Gabe for the first time on a Zoom. You know, <laughs> you're just this guy who has only been in my life for I don't know how long and who is a real lifer. But not, not, let's not really get into that. You just want to be one of the guys. But uh, yeah, here's yeah, the thing. I want to be on panel. I want to be on here, panel. You're on panel. Right. But here's right. the thing. The guests that are on this show, uh, they just come on the show. You don't want to be a guest, but you sent us a bio. All right, so here's the thing. All right, so people who have been on the show who are and, you know, a, and, like, a, and a and a picture. Oh yeah, that picture is nice. That's a really nice picture of you, my mood. Well, number one, you know, I have to send a bio and photos sometimes for things, you know, for professional things. For what? Number two, number <laughs> two, what? like if I'm on like a like a conference or you know like a panel-y kind of thing and you know, okay, like that kind of stuff stupid, right. stupid stuff you know um but 
all of your guests, you don't need a photo or bio because there's, oh, yes, we there's do. a, well, I don't know. A, Gabe a member doesn't know of, any of them. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. But I mean, a member of uh, Material Issue, you you know, they have a Wikipedia page. I have a, a text thread with Scott or maybe five. You know? Right. All right. Well, all right. Let's just let's get to the bio because I, I want to start. I don't know about the self-deprecating. <laughs> I, I, wanna... I didn't realize my professionalism was going to be uh, something that sub subverted this whole uh, this discussion. <laughs> so everybody who doesn't know Mahmoud, he's been part of Flower he, uh, Booking, Flower Booking, who has been who was booking local H for years and did a wonderful job and he's part of that that crew but was but, but uh, let's just let's just get away from that uh let's get to this bio i want to hear okay. that story so mahmoud sends a bio and here it is okay <laughs> this is real mahmoud sheikh is an agent at concerted efforts that's where you're at right now yeah 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 Okay, he represents okay. a wide range of artists. It's a good name Al for a for a concert booking agency. It's a wonderful name. It's much better than flower booking. He represents. I can't believe a wide it's nine oh seven, and I'm already being clowned. It's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> he represents a wide range of artists, including Algiers, Boris, Frankie Rose, John Box, Karate. Uh, what's that, Mr. Twin? Is it Mr. Twin's sister? Mr. Twin Sister, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. We'll cut yeah. that out. Nothing, Survive, Ted Leo, We Were Promised Jetpacks, and many others in North America and other territories. Oh, here's hold the on. I want, to stop. I want to stop you right there. Do you uh -huh. book only Ted Leo or Ted Leo when he's hanging out with Amy Mann? Uh, I book Ted Leo when he's hanging out with Amy Mann as the both. We, yes. Uh, uh, we co-book that uh it's it's uh I work with Amy Mann's agent on that as well. But, so can um, you get speaking of women we want on the show, can you get Amy Mann on the podcast? Already. Um, I, I mean could, he hasn't been on the show ten minutes and you're already giving yeah. him a major, well, major okay, ask. Two, yeah. Two things. Two things. Before it Number goes downhill, one, I figured I'd make the major ask. Sure. Number sure, one, sure. Amy Mann would be an amazing guest because she's the best. Amazing person, amazing artist. Like I mean, you can give us Ted Leo too. We'll take Ted, but it's really um, that we're interested. <laughs> but um, you could do. You could. Why not both? Does yeah, that sure. mean the both. Why, why don't we have both? We'll take the both. But um, yeah. Uh, so I could forward her an email uh, from you guys, to, you know, and then that would then get forwarded to you know either a publicist or whatever. Um, but. The last time that I connected you guys with a guest, I think was fairly early on in the Lifers podcast. And um, I I don't mm -hmm. I think in your top 10 episodes, I think that ranks somewhere in the top 10 episodes, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it Froberg? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was. Mahmoud oh, was responsible for hooking oh, us damn. up with Froberg. Never mind. I take but, it all back. And then and then, you know, I remember between when that connection happened. Um, and, uh, the episode airing, who were we, we were talking about someone and, uh, it's like, oh, I could probably like connect you, Craig Wedren. Uh, it's like, we could probably, Craig I Regen. could probably like connect you. And then, then like, once that thing happened, I was like, I'm not going to do this. I think you need to have <laughs> really, you, well, no, I'm not like, I mean, I feel like but I need think to have people Craig that you has... have a rapport with. 
<laughs> no, 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 no. Craig probably has a microphone, though. Craig probably <laughs> yeah. isn't going to walk yeah. away and smoke cigarettes for a half an hour <laughs> while we're sitting there and going, what the fuck? <laughs> what did you expect with Rick Froberg, though? I mean, hey, come on, Scott. We, we didn't know what we were doing back then. But it, it, in <laughs> my mind, Gabe, in my mind, I was going to become friends forever with Rick Froberg. That's what I thought was going to happen. We were going to start a band together. <laughs> a super group. <laughs> can I say, can I, can I, you know, about that, what, how, how far into the podcast was that episode? Mm. Ooh. Like, that was, uh, um, like, a, like less than 10 episodes, right? Or no, no, was, no, no, no. Oh. Within 20, maybe. Okay. okay right? Within 20. And that was like peak pandemic time, right? Like peak lockdown or right. like the, the summer. So, I actually thought that the way that conversation, you know, this is the first time I'm seeing what this, this format is, but mm-hmm. I actually thought that that, that, um, that interaction would be more like my interactions with, with Rick, which are like at a show or a bar or just like a casual conversation thing. Yeah. And in my mind, this podcast and Al Epley's podcast during peak lockdown kind of, um, and Scott, I'm sure I told you this, it kind of took the place of like, that conversation that you'd have at like at at, at a empty bottle or a rainbow or right. G-Man with like someone that you would only see in the context of like shows or you know gatherings or bars or whatever. And so this is I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys a um a big a big uh, uh some big props here. Like I do feel like this podcast and Al's and a few others really like filled in that gap of like you know the friends that you didn't like make plans to meet up with and you would just see on such you know for 20 years Scott and I have always seen each other at places, but it wasn't until like post post vaccine pandemic uh, where we like were like, oh, I, can I go to this movie with you? You know, we yeah. went to go see Airport. Um, yeah, uh, we did go yeah. see Airport. It was great. Right. Yeah, I kind of forgot. I kind of forgot about all of the like hush hush uh, abortion talk in that. Uh, yes, yeah. and also it's amazing. There's some. Yeah, yeah, that was that was something. I like where you're going with this, Mahmoud, but let's not get too far because I'm not done with your fucking bio yet, okay? So let's get to the end of the bio, guys. I don't know if you've read, you've probably read this. At the end of this bio, it says, uh, previously, he was an agent at Flower Booking, Inc., where for over a decade, he sat next to the guy that booked Local H. <laughs> and my question was like, are you fucking with me? And yeah, clearly you were fucking with me. Yeah, I figured that that would be like what you put in like your like show description. You know, <laughs> everyone has a show description. Don't you have a photo of people somewhere? Is there a website for this podcast? I only this podcast only exists to me on my phone. Yeah. I'm assuming there's a you, there's a website. Your show description is just going to be a bunch of middle fingers. That's what your show description is going to be. <laughs> I, like I love that it. You think I love that the it. guests write their own show description. <laughs> no, but you're pulling it from somewhere, right? We're pulling it from out of our asses. Out of our ass, okay. man. I, 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 we write all those things at 10 minutes before noon on a Friday. This literally well, every Friday at 11.50, I, I'm texting Scott. Are you going to put some text in? Are you going to put some text in? Right. Any text? Okay. Well, I've, well, I've, re- I've really gaved it on this one that time. <laughs> oh, wow. It's, but, been a, it's been a little while since very used that as a <laughs> Very good. But but you listen to the show. You've always listened to the show. So you know how it works over here. And since mm-hmm. you probably listen to the show more than Gabe, why not? <laughs> Definitely. Just yeah. be one of sure. us. 
All right. All right. But by, by the way. So who's our guest tonight? Well, but by the way, you're you're a replacements guy, right? Uh, a replacements guy. Over um, Iron Maiden. He doesn't listen to the show. I, 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 I was actually I was actually thinking about this, and oh. um, uh, I'm a replacements guy, but I think that um, I think that if you were to take this. Oh, March Madness just ended. I think the real way for you guys to do this replacements versus Iron Maiden is you need to do a bracket. Because if I if I um, compared my first like first Iron Maiden song that I heard versus first replacement song uh, I heard, I'd probably have gone Iron Maiden. You know, like uh, what what was the first the Iron Maiden song? Is that would it be Number of the Beast? Is that is that? Um, you that's, if that's Iron Maiden. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so versus uh, I'll be you, which was my yeah. first ever replacement song. Then Iron Maiden wins. But like uh, everything else, I'd say replacements wins. <laughs> once, you know, once I heard Alex Chilton, because I worked backwards from from uh, I'll be you because that was on like the radio. You know, I, right. I grew up in Boston where there was like an alternative rock radio station, you know, and. Um, I went and bought the single. Uh, I went the first the at the same time I bought the uh, I'll be you single and the um, cult of personality single uh, at Newbury Comics Ooh. in Boston. And I was like, Ooh. yeah, now I can listen to these songs whenever I want. Whereas in reality, those songs are just always on the radio on like yeah. WFNX all the time. But something right. about so, I'll be you must have tickled your fancy enough for you to buy the single. Oh, it was great. I mean, at however, however, uh, age I was probably like 12 or 13. I was like, Oh, this is fucking. I'll be is a great song. Let's not, it's a great let's song. not get it I mean, twisted. It's a great song, but I, you, I love that record too. Yeah. You grew up yeah. around FNX. I did. Yeah. So I mean, I grew, that... up around, I grew up around WFNX. I grew, I had Newberry comics and like all the college radio stations. So like, I don't know. I kind of just assumed that everyone had that, but like, no, I like, Nope. Oh, and you guys recently talked about the local video channels. We had one called V66 that just played like music videos all the time. Like at that point, every city didn't have cable. Every city didn't have MTV. So like, we still had like access to like, and a lot of that stuff was like alternative new wave music and a lot of local bands too. So that was my first, like, uh, like Del Fuego's. I only, ever heard of because they had an MT they had a video on V66 and it looked fucking cool. They were like playing on the Mass Ave bridge at like three in the morning. Uh, then when I finally got the record, I was like, oh, maybe Del Fuego's isn't really my bag, but. Right. <laughs> but you're, you're around FNX, you're around the Boston thing. Like you're yeah. like seeing a lot of great stuff that other people aren't seeing. And we've had a lot of Boston people on the show. So. Uh, yeah, I know that. That's interesting. Cause like, and a lot of those people I've met later in uh, life and in my like, you know, uh, professional career life uh, and didn't really know when they were happening because I'm about like a half generation younger, like um, mm -hmm. Juliana, who you've had multiple times, like I didn't meet her until I started working at Concerted Efforts and she was there one time when I was in Boston in the office, she was there and actually Ted Leo was also there at the same time too. She was recording at Q Division, concerted efforts, and Q Division shared a space pre-pandemic. 
Um, and so like Ed, that's, I, I like, I've met Ed within the last like three years. And so, yeah, it's kind of wild. You guys go so much deeper into Boston stuff than I do. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I grew up like three blocks away from Camp Street Studios, uh, Fort Apache, and I had no idea what was happening there. And then like a few years later, I look at like records like, oh, Camp Street, that's like, you know, down the road. And uh, yeah, Rounder Records was right there too. But like, it's just a, a very strange, um, I think if I was born five years earlier, I would have probably been a little more integrated into that world, you know? And, right. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, what made you want to be a booking agent? What made me want to be a booking agent? Um, I think that uh, I started booking shows in college, mostly out of boredom. I went to a very small school in New London, Connecticut, and, um, you know, did the college radio thing. And through that, started setting up shows first with, like, bands from campus. Sorry, this thing is, like, totally bright. Uh, first, like, campus bands and then... Um, through the radio station, brought in like uh, a few bands just from the Northeast to do shows. And then when I finished college, moved back to Boston, started working at the Middle East. And um, I don't know, like just it, it was something that I was doing, like helping people set up shows. And uh, a friend and I ran a very, uh, a very small label for a little bit. And my first um, uh, attempts at booking shows out of town were for the bands on the label. And then it, it just... Um, I don't know, at some point, uh, the band Karate, who is uh, my very, very first band that I worked with, they were like kind of getting successful enough that they couldn't just handle booking their tours themselves. They saw that I was doing some of that for some bands. And so they're like, hey, do you want to try booking a tour for us? And that was like 1998, 99. And um, kind of just, you know, got interested in it. And I was, uh, I found booking tours for uh, a small, you know, roster of bands. I was more interested in um, booking 30 days of shows for one band than working at a club where you're dealing with different bands for 30 days in a month, you know what I mean? And um, uh, which like, I, I loved working at the club too, just cause got to see so many fantastic shows in a small, small space. Like, um, like it, but the, the, uh, I don't remember a particular event that made me be like, oh, I want to be a booking agent. It was just something that kind of was happenstance, you know? Um, I was playing in a band for a little bit, setting up shows for our band, and like it just kind of, I don't know, it, it, I think it got to a place where it was something that I knew how to do it, and there were bands that I wanted to help to like get out on the road, you know? Um, right. So, I mean, what do you look for? In, what do you look for in a band that you book? Um. I would say the very first thing is that I have to like be a fan of it and be like super like, you know, have uh sounds corny to say passion, but like need to have a sure. motivation sure. that isn't just like financial, you know? Right. Um, and I think that when there's a, um, I don't know, uh, a, 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 a correlation of those two things happening together, that's, you know, uh, yeah, something that's that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So how did yeah, you get it, mixed up with Flower? Uh, how did I get mixed up with Flower? Um, Suzanne from Flower, we're talking about something. I don't remember exactly what. And uh, we're whatever it was that our call was about uh, segued into a tangent about the, bit, the show Bands on the Run. And uh, right. so this is like Great show. 2002, maybe. Great yeah, fantastic show. show. Flickerstick. Yeah. Um, 
Flicker stick. Uh, you know stick. Yeah. Uh, I think Suzanne had called me to get the phone number of someone that they wanted to interview for the job that lived in Chicago. And then like later in the day, she called me back. She's like, hey, do you want to move to Chicago? <laughs> it's basically that. And then like a little bit later, like maybe like a couple weeks later, I just like flew out to meet with them. And I think we uh, were all of the same aesthetic and uh, kind of along the same. Um, yeah, we were approaching the uh, the business of booking bands from the same perspective, you know, right. from that needing a little bit of a passion, but balancing it off with also making a living. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Um, I, yeah. It, Mahmoud, you asked who the guest was. It's you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to do a Scooby-Doo thing here. Are you I'm aware that this you, is you're your being life. interviewed right now? This is it. Yeah, this is I, how it works. I, I realized that we went from chatting to like an actual like uh, conversation. <laughs> That's all right. All right. Well, I mean, fuck that. I'm going to be the only one that hears this anyways, right? <laughs> right? All right. So, you know, Gabe's not listening. What? No, he's not listening. <laughs> so what did everybody do this week? I mean, I just got back from Mexico. Uh, and I think I had a good time, but the trick, the trip back and the flight delays and the customs hell, it's blotted out the good time. I mean, we've all done international flights before, right? I can't, yeah. I can't do it anymore. For God's sake. Is it bad going out of the country? Or the line was insane. But the line coming back. I mean, I almost got into a fight, my mood. I mean, it was just like, it, you know, I can't get into a fight in, you know, in international customs. I'll go to jail. You can't, you can't. Well, well okay. Number one, sounds like you need global entry. I do. I need yeah. fucking global entry. Can you hook me yeah. up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I can send you a link. You need okay, global good. entry and like, you know, you get TSA pre-check with that too. So the line might still be long, but you're going to be... Uh, in a line with uh, somewhat more seasoned travelers. Mm. Um, who, who did you almost? Get, who did you almost get into a fight with, Scott? Was it custom? I know this. Or was it? I know this guy's name. His name was Michael, and he looked like a fucking gym teacher. And if I ever see Michael outside on domestic waters, oh no 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 no! Outside of an airport, Michael is dead. Dead, Michael. If you can hear me, if I ever see you again. You're fucking dead. That's all I got to say. You got me. You punked me in a point where I couldn't do anything to you. I will kill you the next time I see you. But go on, Mahmoud. Well, yeah, get global entry. You'll be fine. Okay, global um, entry. You sound like a perfect also, candidate for global entry. There, Scott. The 4 a.m. flight, uh, were you flying on Spirit? Yes, because Spirit okay. was the only one that had a straight. I, I don't do layovers, dude. I can't. Yeah, me neither. I also don't fly places that uh, American or United don't go to. So I know. <laughs> but I think that's. I think, but with Spirit also, you're um, there's a tier of traveler that you're yes. uh, going to be grouped with. Well, no, no, no. Where this dude, this dude going? wasn't. This dude wasn't going on Spirit, and this dude no. was not coming back from Spirit. This is coming back. He was coming. For all I know, he was coming back from Romania. On um, you know American, he wasn't on my flight. I don't know that. He was I know the back of his neck, and I dream about it now. And <laughs> well, um, he's got that. What I what man. I did yesterday, uh, what I did yesterday was had a lovely dinner at a Big Star Mariscos, and uh, oh, how is uh, that? It's fantastic. Yeah, uh, you, 
you you're a fish eating vegetarian like myself right i am i am ichthyophagus yes i am is that what that is I don't know what that is, but I walked past Big Star Marisco's the other day when I was in Chicago, and they had me at Big Star. I was like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Yeah, it's pretty great. Have, but have you ever been to the original Big Star, Ben? The supermarket Big Star? <laughs> no. All right, go on, Mahmood. What's, what's happening? Uh, we watched the, uh, or not watched, but on my phone was refreshing the election results. So, oh, yeah. You know, Chicago has a new mayor um, as of Something May 15th. else. Yeah. Something else. Um, you know, our friend Blake, uh, I was like, yeah, I, I voted for Brandon. He's like, yeah, but he can't win. And I was like, well, it doesn't matter if he can win or not. I'm going to vote for him. And then what happens? Tell me what happened. He won. Yeah. He won by, you know, it was very, it was, uh, it was very close. But um, I think that for every person that uh, would have potentially not voted for him or just not voted because he didn't stand a chance, uh, it would have been, this is definitely one where every vote counted. Right. And um, there's, uh, between the March election and this runoff election, I don't have the number, I don't have the numbers in front of no, me. No, you don't. But there's a huge portion of young voters that didn't vote in March that did vote now, and older voters that voted in March that didn't vote this time, which I don't know if the, um, the latter is because they weren't supporting either candidate in the primary, or um, they forgot that there was an election, or just like the weather was super crappy, um, you know. And well, I think with the younger I, voters, I was stuck. I was stuck in uh, customs with Michael, so uh -huh. that's the reason I didn't vote. So it was. It was oh tough. man, do you want that on Mike? Do we need to cut that out? No, fuck Michael. I'm coming for you, Michael. <laughs> well, actually, I, I think it's I think it's good that you didn't vote because that's one less for uh, Ballas, right? <laughs> no 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 don't do, no i voted for brandon the last one so i'm hey let's let's I'm, get back excuse to me this, gents uh, excuse me gents yeah wisconsin said hold my beer and we flew oh my god right. yeah <laughs> the best news not, listen it's been a pretty good week for commie liberal pinkos right yeah it was yesterday was a pretty goddamn good day for cop, commie liberal pinkos but wisconsin yeah. was the best you're right um and I think the best take that I saw on that was on Twitter, where if you're if you're um, looking to get the correct spelling of his last name, it's Kelly with two L's. Two <laughs> nice. L's. Lost twice. Yeah. Um, oh, he yeah, was and, not and, happy. And and the and the, uh, the oh yeah, his like concession speech. Oh, like yeah. I wish I could have conceded to a well-deserving candidate. Like, yeah. Those guys aren't good at losing, are they? No. No, no, no. they're not. Um, oh, and fucking Trump got, uh, was like formally uh, charged. Yeah. yeah. Good day for commies. That's probably why Michael was so mad at me. This is true. Um, okay, do you back, have anything to say about this? I was waiting for the, the fingerprinting, the mugshot, all that stuff, the perp walk or whatever you call it. I didn't see a whole lot of that. I, I wanted to get the t-shirt, the t-shirt with Trump's <laughs> face. And you can. You can, that's but if you real. That's, get, that's fake if, news, though. If you get the T-shirt, it's going to benefit Trump's campaign. Now, <laughs> it's true, right? How, yeah, like, you're right. Uh, Gabe, how far, how long of a drive are you from Mar-a-Lago? That's in the South Florida, I believe, uh, close to yeah. West Palm Beach. I, that's that's down the coast. I'm I'm on the northern side. I'm closer to Georgia. 
So oh, you're on the good side, huh? No, just the good half. Are you claiming Georgia citizenship now? No, no. This is like Florabama or Ella, Florida, whatever it is. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm close to the Florida Georgia line or whatever. I can't believe I just said that. Oh, the great band. <laughs> um, hey, getting back to this uh, podcast, you know, something relevant to the podcast. I really think you guys should do this uh, bracket, the Iron Maiden replacements bracket. I don't know how you would do the pairings of songs, but this would be uh, maybe that's next March for episode well, 523. Since yeah. you're so good at uh, arranging things and booking mm-hmm. things, can you make can you figure it out for us? Uh, I can print you out a blank a blank bracket. I think I think what it would have to be is is uh, I don't know is that like sixteen I don't know how many songs how many spots there are we need to have Ben pick um, you know let's say it's sixteen sixteen replacement songs Gabe picks sixteen replacement songs and then we um, Ben looks like randomly, a bobblehead right now by the way he's just sitting there like going like this <laughs> and we 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 randomly maybe this is a uh, 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 Scott and I do this we randomly like pick where the they will be you know seated and then you guys have to like defend the songs you know what i mean like this, but this could we open this process. up to like a whole voting body oh sure yes. yeah you could do that via the internet maybe or do a runoff <laughs> i don't know right <laughs> we could do it. it it'll take 16 weeks or 16 no 16, that's an interesting question before. is is whether people think the best iron maiden song is better than the best replacement song I mean, that's a different question than the one we're usually asking. It's kind of all right. Okay. Well, the, What's the question the be- that you usually ask changes. Uh, the question you ask changes every week. <laughs> well, it's the same thing. question, no, just different it, words. It's the same it's question. It's the same question with different words. But it's like there's an inflection <laughs> on different things. If you're gonna, if you're gonna be standing in line with Michael in security, which is the which yeah, band would you st- would would stand in line with you? Right. Um, <laughs> Iron Maiden, because then Bruce Dickinson can fly you out of there. Oof. But the answer is always the same. The answer is always Iron Maiden. The answer is not always the same. The question is the oh, same. Oh, no, yeah. So some, it's, it's the, the, the context seems to be different, unless I just forget the context from the previous week. You know? No, the, the, we never get the guests together to hear, know they're getting the same question. I don't have it and written it, down anywhere. It's in my mind. I, I got the worst memory, so I just it, I'm it, um, uh, but it down. I don't think it needs to be a 16-weeker. I think it's one episode. It's like that's the episode. The guest is the bracket, like the final decision of like who's the best. You know, like that could be the uh, the argument settler. Yeah. Okay. Well, this sounds like this sounds like a great idea. Uh, let's table it and let's, <laughs> let's go back it. to Mexico. Let's. Okay. I saw somebody eating a pizza, a slice of pizza in Mexico. All right. I don't know if you guys have ever seen this. They were eating it upside down. No. <laughs> what? Were there toppings? You you, uh, toppings. You can't bottomings. Okay, it was a, a, like a New York style thin slice of pizza, in Mexico, and the person was so happy sitting by the beach, eating the pizza. But you know, like there's crust and there's toppings. Okay, this is my hand. Crust and toppings. They were eating it like. Here's the toppings on the top. They're eating like this, <laughs> like that, <laughs> right? Oh, they're flipping. The weirdest thing I've ever seen. Like it, it, they weren't eating like where you know the bottom of your mouth goes on the bottom of the pizza. The top of the pizza went on the bottom of their mouth, 
And they ate, the whole, they ate the whole fucking thing like that. And I was fascinated. I thought you meant they turned over the pizza and that like, like then toppings would drop off. No, nothing like that. It was, the pizza was up, upright like this. And so here's the toppings and they just go. <laughs> <laughs> it almost it was seems a, like they're licking it like a lollipop or something. The technique was impeccable, but it was weird. Thoughts. Never, thoughts. I mean, they wanted to get the taste buds from their tongue to touch the toppings and not the that crust. Makes sense. Right. That, that makes a lot of sense. sense. That's that's what I think is happening there. And right. they didn't want to burn the roof of their mouth with cheese. <laughs> so they burned their tongue with cheese. <laughs> I'm surprised that Dave Portnoy doesn't eat pizza like that. Oh, that fucking guy. Gabe, are you going to start eating pizza like this? Tell us the truth. Frozen pizza? Maybe. Not pizza from a restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) What's the difference? Yeah, that's a good question. Frozen pizza always tastes the same. It's always, you know, I I get Tombstone. I get the, you know, generic brand because they're actually better than the the good stuff. But (laughs) if you go to a, a, you know, a restaurant and they cook it and it's hot and it's fresh, you can't flip it because all the stuff will fall out. Right, but this is one of those like perfectly like usually like slices with mushrooms on it. Like a mushroom slice in New York, nothing's falling off. And you can you can weigh this thing around <laughs> and like get the fuck away from me, Michael, and nothing's ever going to fall <laughs> off of this thing. So it was like that. And it was, but it was just like <gasps> it was like this weird fucking <sighs> like you know, Jurassic Park tongue going I, I, I wish you it. had captured this on video with your phone. Or yeah, something. I, I think what you need to do is 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 uh, start. Let's let's do a social experiment. You need to start eating your slices that way, and let's see how long right. how long it takes. It's a Mr. Pitt. The Mr. Uh, Pitt thing. The Mr. <laughs> Mr. Pitt sticker right. is with uh, the knife and fork. And let's I said that. That takes. I said that. I said let's start eating our pizza like that. See what people are like. Well, how do you eat your dessert with your hands? Yeah, I said that. That's why you're one of the guys, my mood. All right, give us a topic. What should we talk about? Could, could we? Um, well, let me. I'm gonna the the uh, uh, the pizza thing though. Um, okay. God, why can't I remember the name of the um, pizza place? The pan pan pizza place, Webster Place near Webster Place. Uh, uh, Pequots. Pequots. That might be the place to do this flipped over because there's no <laughs> Can, there's no way just. Putting, trying to eat Pequod's upside down and and wear a white shirt, by the way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's got to be the way. Wait, so I picked the topic? I I mean, you guys are the professional. No, it's too late. You already picked it. I want to talk about uh, the prom at G-Man that's going on. Oh, yeah. April 23rd. I want to talk about that, too. Yeah. So we're going to rank you two songs. That's coming up. Oh, okay. Sorry. (laughs) That's coming up. But All right. Kelly Way at Metro. We all love Kelly Way. She's been on the show before. Uh, this show, she, a woman? Yes. <laughs> I know, it's weird. Wait, should you so, call her up to have her t- talk about what the event is? God damn, it's like you're one of us, isn't it? Uh, gooba gaba, gooba gaba, we accept you. Yeah, we accept you. <laughs> Kelly um, Way. There she is. Let's call her. Can you hear that? Not yet. 
Is there something to hear? Oh, there you go. Hello, Kelly? Yes. Hi, Kelly. You're on the podcast. I'm sticking with replacements. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, thank God I haven't had anything to drink yet. Best episode ever. So uh, we're talking about, and Mahmood is here with us as well. Yes, yes. Hello. This is a good one. Yes. Explain to Kelly that she's not going to be able to hear any of us. Kelly, you can't hear anybody. You have to trust me to be your go-between as usual. So uh, prom (laughs) at G-Man is what we're talking about. It's April 23rd, right? Correct, Amundo. And this is all your idea, right? Well, it was, I mean, yes, in the sense that we decided to bring it back. Huh? What does that mean? Well, because we used to do it in Smart Bar. Right. And and it was more, it was the prom because I never went to prom. That's not a pity party. It's just a fact. And I'm very proud of it, actually. Yeah. But um, it's uh, it was something that since it was the 40th anniversary for Metro, we thought we'd throw a 40th anniversary prom. So and. And and why is it at G-Man? Is that where we're going with this? No, no, no. We okay. just want to get some background from you. Okay, okay go ahead. So, yeah, it started out as, like, more of a customer appreciation. Because, Scott, you, you remember how much fun those nights were downstairs where it turned into just a big sing-along. And um, Yes, I think so. Do you, you recall? I kind of re- <laughs> recall. I recall those nights were better. <laughs> Even the nights. Yes. And um, yeah, so we decided to bring it back. Great. So and this time we've got some charities attached to it because it is kind of a little bit more of an expensive ticket price than it was 17 years ago. <laughs> was there a ticket price 17 years ago? <laughs> it was. It was okay. $5 a person, oh my God. $8 a couple. Uh. Um, and it didn't, you know, we didn't care who your couples were. You come with your best friend. Well, we still matter. don't care who your couples are. No. Because we live no, in we Chicago. Don't. We're a progressive city. That's right. I heard last night we were more progressive than ever. <laughs> okay. All right. So it's 1982. Yes. And you've convinced me to put together a band and we're called Cover Boy. Yes, in the Loverboy font. Yes. Right. But, you know, the thing, Coverboy works both, uh, not both ways. Coverboy cover works two ways. It could be Loverboy or Cover Girl, right? Oh. oh, oh you I didn't see guess. that coming. All right, but it's all 1982 songs. How fluid is that? That's, that's well done. I'm all about fluid. I'm nothing if not fluid. <laughs> Tickets are on sale. Hold on. Mahmood has a question. Okay. Okay. So it's the 40th anniversary of Metro, and 40 years ago would be 1983. Great How question. How did you arrive at 1982? Do I just answer? Like no, 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 hold on. Okay. I'm going to tell you. Okay. He, he, okay. It's 40 years, but 40 years ago would be 1983. Why are we at 1982? Technically, the 40th anniversary for Metro started, in, as Metro started in 82, Oh. And we celebrate the 40th anniversary for one year, thus the 82 year. See, I, I'm looking at Mahmood. He's not buying it. 
Oh no, I don't know. Okay, either. okay. But, but but here's the but thing though. I can change I can change whatever you guys want. Okay. I don't care. <laughs> but but uh <laughs> it doesn't matter. In you, you have a superstar lineup with your cover boy band. Yeah. We got we got Jill Hopkins spinning the hits. Jill Hopkins downtime. Friend of the show. Um, friend of the show. Um it's I think we're gonna do maybe some fun little uh eighty two cocktails, which would be like uh fuzzy navels and um I don't know, Blue Lagoons. Uh-huh. No. <laughs> oh, Brooke Shields is back in a big motherfucking way, too. I listen. Oh, is, is Endless Love eighty two? That's eighty one, right? Um, blue. Well, Blue Lagoon was eighty three. Eighty. Blue Lagoon is eighty. Okay, Endless Love was after that. Okay, you must have. Yeah. All right. We can, you know, you can play that endless love song because technically it's all songs '82 and before. Okay. All right. Okay. We'll see what happens. You, have, do you have an '82 song request? Not yet. Well, it's going to have to be. I do. Foreigner. We have to do some sort of foreigner. We have to do foreigner. Not waiting. I can't sing waiting. Are you? Are you in your mind? Scott, you can do anything you want. But I don't want to. <laughs> what about your superstar lineup? Oh, we got a great uh, superstar lineup. Can I give you some 82 songs? Have we talked about the superstar lineup? All right, we're, no, we're going to talk about the superstar lineup after I hang up with you. Okay, have a lovely night. All right, Bye, thanks. Guys. Bye. Kelly Way, everybody. So uh, the band, Cover Boy, uh, Gabe. It's all Gabe's idea. Anyway, so it it's got our friend... Steve Sleeve Rydell on bass. Ooh. Mahmoud, you know Steve, right? Yeah, he's the he's the guy from Genesis. He played in Genesis. He's, yeah. He's, he's the exactly. Genesis episode, yes. Uh Jason Batchko, who is the only one in the band that we haven't had yet, so we need to get him. He's playing drums. Alan Epley from Shiner oh. is on guitar. Ooh. From Broasis. And Broasis, right? <laughs> And Max Crawford on keys and maybe sax because we could do some sax songs. So it's a it's a great band. Uh, speaking of sax songs, can I tell you one from 1982? Oh, hold on, Ben. Just hold on. Can, can I'm, trying talk, I'm trying to talk about how great the band is. This is the best band okay. ever. It's a great band. I'm very excited about this band. Can we talk about the band before we talk about 82 yeah. songs? Yeah, yeah. All right, go. Oh, no, I don't want to talk about the band. I'm, is, are you done talking about the band? I'm, Mahmoud, I'm do you want to talk about the band? Yeah, I do want to talk about the band, but, but I, want to, I want to interject one thing because I was saying why not songs from 83. If it's happening in 83, it would have to be songs from 82 because they're such bangers that they're being played at the prom in 83. Right. Sure. You wouldn't have songs that dropped that week at it so yeah uh, it, it's totally fitting um, okay so you've assembled this band great band um you have to assemble a set list Do you have a set list have you rehearsed we have some time? ideas but i would love to hear the panel's ideas and before gabe gets crazy yes i know number of the beast is 1982 i can't do it go on Nobody plays Iron Maiden at the prom. You're going to be doing. Exactly. So, Gabe, you get 
you get the idea of this, right? Yes, I didn't go to prom either, but uh, you're going to hear some kind of love songs, right? Well, your other favorite band is 82 as well. The Go-Go's? <laughs> Shit, there's no Go-Go song. Uh, Men at Work. Oh, Men at Work. Are you going to play That's Down so... Under? We can't play Down Under at the prom. Why not? We could play Down Under, but here's the thing. Max is playing with us, so should we play oh. Who Can It Be Now instead? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> what about that right. ghosts appear and fade away is that too late is that the next year for them i Maybe played that last year i'm oh. not i don't want to play that anymore all right ben uh, chomping at the bit here's some 82 songs well i'll ben. just give you one right now because of the saxophone the motels only the lonely mm. that's definitely cropped up on the list uh here's one i thought about today fantasy by Aldonova. Is that 82? Or is that 83? I don't know. Ben's looking it up. No, I'm not. Uh, but Gloria by Laura, Laura Branigan. That's an yes, that's definitely on the list, but that is a ball buster. Iran, Flock of Seagulls is 82. We're going to do Flock of Seagulls, but we're not doing Iran, and I think Gabe knows which song we're going to do. It's the only song you should be doing from Space Flock of Seagulls. Age, You're right. Space Age love song? It's the best one. Uh, back on the Chain Gang? Ooh, <laughs> that's a good one. A great Let, idea. Let it whip, the uh, Daz band. The, the dance band. <laughs> Let it whip. Jason has put in a uh, vote for Let It Whip. Um, I have a song that I think... 100% should be on the set list. It should almost be mandatory. Uh, Jack and Diane, 1982. Uh, because you <laughs> people should pay $30 to go to charity. Oh, Kelly didn't tell us what the charities are. I know that one is KT's Kids. KT's uh, Kids is one is. of them, yes. Yeah. Right. Um, but I think at a $30 benefit charity event where people are dressed up, you should be forced to sing Sucking on a Chili Dog outside the Tasty Freeze. I like where your head's at. I don't like that song, yeah. but I like where your oh. head's at. So, I mean, I heard Hurt So Good today, and I was like, Great song. that's probably. But for some reason, Kelly Way has a heart on for John Mellencamp, and she really wants us to play one of those. And I think Jack and Diane might be the one. But really, is there a better slash most awful lyric than sucking on a chili dog sucking on a chili dog outside of wrigleysville's dog oh god it's gross you could you could go and film a promo get steve to go film you could fill a porno yeah porno too i mean that's that's where he was sucking on a chili dog what's the uh what's the rating on this is this tvma this uh this podcast definitely tvma I got a good one for you for a for a duet of some kind. Okay. From 1982, uh, Ebony and Ivory. It's true. It's true. Here, here's my here's what I'm gonna do. I'm going to sing a duet of Ebony and Ivory with Alan Epley. It's gonna be great. Okay. Epley and Ivory. Ooh. Very clever. Um, there are a couple Fine. of good uh, uh, kind of. Uh, I don't know if it's a repeating uh, topic, but there's, uh, well, you guys did a, a greatest covers uh, uh, episode or segment recently. Right. Um, mm-hmm. 1982 is when Oh Pretty Woman, Woman by Van Halen came out. 
Um, and you guys do a lot of um, <laughs> that one. You guys came do up, a lot of. Or no, it didn't. That's not even the best cover on Diver Down, by the way, Gabe. Where have all the good times gone? Is a, a better cover? cover. Yep. It's the second Kinks cover of their career. Look at him. No, I'm looking at songs from 1982 and Stepping Out, Joe Jackson. Fantastic song. That's a good one. Love Plus One, Haircut 100. You know what's amazing is maybe you guys have picked one or two of the songs that we are going to play. It's unbelievable to me. (laughs) But Um, 82 apparently was a great year for music. So you guys talk about films What's a lot it? here, right? You guys talk yes. a lot about we films. We do. We talk about films a lot. Yeah, much what to, do you got? Much to um, Gabe's delight. <laughs> is, there, um, is there room in the set list for Jackson Brown's Somebody's Baby? Mahmood. Yeah. For the win. Oh, yeah. shit. She's, um, got, she's got to be somebody's baby. But yeah. sp- speaking of great covers that came from 1982, how about, uh, how about you do Roxy Music more than this? I don't think so. Now that one, <laughs> that that one was floated. Okay, but I kept thinking of uh, Bill Murray. Speaking of movies, Bill Murray. Well, that's what and I meant. And the way, yeah. the way he biffed it, I'm pretty sure that's the way I would sound. More than this, like I, I just you don't, don't think know that's a I great cover? Bill Murray's cover. Yeah, you no. said biffed it. You think he's doing a bad job in that movie? I think that's totally one of the great. It. Oh my God, it's fantastic. Can we talk about Billy Squire? Okay. Stroke me is is that the song? Stroke. The, uh, the, a great song, but is that do you remember? All right, but the '82 Billy Squire is everybody wants. Oh, everybody yeah. wants you. Not everybody. Yeah. Wants, I almost said everybody wants some. What about yeah. some ho- some Holland Oats? I can't go for that. No can do. <laughs> <laughs> That's got some sax. Sax appeal. Hey, you know what? That's a great song. Who, if you don't like that song, should we try more than this? I'll try it, and if it doesn't work, you won't see it. It's just too rock the so, It's just too. Yeah, <laughs> that's happening. Uh, it's just too ethereal for me. I, I I'm too earthy for something that ethereal. You know what I'm saying? Uh yeah. I think you could. I think you could. Uh, I think you've got the range. You can All right, speaking of earthy and ethereal. Dude, you did here, here Comes the Rain again. How can you get any more ethereal than that? Yeah, but that was in my home. Speaking of ethereal and earthy. Pac-Man uh, Fever? <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> we have to do Pac-Man Fever. We're doing Pac-Man Fever. We are do- we're doing it twice. We're doing Pac-Man There's Fever. There's so many undeniable hits on here. Heat of the Gabe, moment. how could you not suggest Pac-Man Fever? All right, Gabe. I didn't get Take it away. Far Tell down my is... the story of you singing Pac-Man <laughs> Fever. You don't remember this? This was on episode 129, where I talked about my fifth grade experience and going in front I... of class. Well, we've gone back to the future. <laughs> Me and episode uh, my buddy. Eh? I don't know what episode it was. Me and my buddy, Bert Farmer. He was one of the guys. He, Bert sure. Farmer. Yeah. No, he did not farm Bert's. <laughs> Uh, for some reason, we decided we're going to bring a boombox to school with a cassette song, with a cassette recording of I Love Rock and Roll and Pac-Man Fever. Shit, gonna... I Love Rock and Roll. What am I, an idiot? Was that the biggest song in 1982. Yeah. And we that, sang that one's it. earthy enough for you, Scott? Didn't, didn't lip sync it. We sang it in front of the class. 
four of us. I don't know who was holding the boombox, but that was my first Fourier into singing in front of people. Is that a word? Your first Fourier? Are you a <laughs> Fourier assistant? You just said you are. <laughs> that one that was All not right. trying to be funny. All right, let's get let's get to. I appreciate when you. Wait, are there some that you are trying to be funny? Are oh, those all intentional? <laughs> He's unintentionally hilarious, according it's the to word Fourier. Fourier. I can't think of the word. I, I texted this to Steve right out the other day. Past the duchy equals 1982. The idea of like you guys, you know, all uh, 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 men of a certain age uh, mm-hmm. singing "Past the Duchy" by Musical Youth is really that. That would really, uh, you know, uh, I'll buy two tickets. And pa- past um, the duchy is a cover. Musical Youth. It is a co- yeah of. Uh, Past the Cutchy. Past the Fourier. Yeah, past the Fourier. <laughs> you a Fourier? But uh, Steve's response to Past the Duchy equals 1982, he said, playing that song in the parking lot stage before the show inside. So <laughs> there's a pre-show outside, I guess. Yes. And the pre-show is free. But then you have to go home. Yeah. So All right. here's the marquee subject tonight. Uh, it is... One of the things that freaks me out about you, and I know you're a huge Mighty Mighty Boston's fan. Mm. My movie. That's not the thing that freaks you out. Well, he's from Boston, so I get it. Sure. I, I wouldn't he, say that I'm a huge Mighty Mighty Boston's fan. Mighty Mighty, um, the Mighty Mighty Boston's uh, play play a pretty like pivotal role in my like pathway to like independent and like underground music in that. Okay, uh, maybe it was the like Converse my freshman... commercials. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Right, Con- totally Converse. Uh, right, was it Bud Budweiser or Miller Lite or something? No, but yeah, um, the Clueless movie. Yeah, I get it. Okay, we're talking earlier than this. We're talking like Devil's Night Out. So this would have been my like sophomore year of high school, something like that. Okay, and I actually heard uh, that record and Fugazi's like first the. Um, uh, the, the red EP, whatever that's called. Yeah. Was that a cassette where he's looking up? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So anyways, I actually heard Fugazi and Mighty Mighty Boston's at like back to back, same time. My friend Jared Vincent had these records, listened to them. And like, I was like, oh, wow, these, it's new music, like fucking mind blowing music to me. Um, and in my mind, they kind of were like the same, you know, inhibiting the same zone. It wasn't right. like Guns N' Roses or whatever was on, you know, popular at that point. Um and so it was like, oh, but this band, Mighty Mighty Boston's, this is from Cambridge. Like, this is like here. Like, I know the house that this photo is taking at. And then they became the band that I would be able to go see and like would see the people around town. And like, okay, so this was a pathway to like music isn't necessarily just what's on the radio, you know? Right. Um, and, you know, it was also like at that time, I thought it was really cool. I still listen to that record and think it's great. And like more noise and other disturbances. The second Boston's record, like I, I fucked with it and uh, I still, I still like it. Um, <laughs> later on in life, as I heard more music and I heard that was my gateway to like actual ska music, my gateway to like hard, hardcore music. Like it was like a very pivotal thing to me. So, um, you know, it's kind of like, what were you listening to in high school? That was an early, uh, you know, um, not inspiration, but just like what made you dig deeper into independent music, you know? So yeah, I mean, I, 
Yeah. Okay. So there, there you go. <laughs> that, that's that brought you to where you are. Um, right. I can't say that I've necessarily followed the Boston's, um, you know, record by record after that. Uh, but you know, and uh, some of them have some political and aesthetic beliefs that uh, maybe I don't share. Some do yeah, yeah. Or, or the rest of the his band doesn't share. Yeah, yeah. yeah the rest of his yeah. band doesn't share. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I. I High respect for Joe Gittleman, the bass fiddleman, who's also in the band Gang Green. Uh, yeah. You know, they're, yeah. So it's um, it's something where I have a high appreciation for them. If I had the opportunity, if I have the opportunity to see them in Chicago, I'll go see them. It's very fun. You know, saw them at right. And Fest, Jill Hopkins uh, will be there as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, saw them at Riot Fest in, I guess, 2022 or 2021, whatever. Yeah, 2021. And I stood at the back of the crowd with Joe Carcello and Steve Rydell, who I believe both of their, if not first shows, early shows were Mighty Mighty Boston shows. We kind of have a a, um, uh, a shared interest from uh, there. The club. Uh, for the listener, for the listener, uh, Joe Carcello is the booker of the illustrious Metro in Chicago, and uh, Steve Rydell is the Steve Rydell is the bass player in Coverboy. That's um, right. <laughs> that's right. That's all he's known for. And but while watching them, we're like, there's no hits. They're not playing any songs from from More Noise and no songs from Devil's Night Out. And it was all like new stuff. They had a new record, and um, yeah, so important band to me. But I wouldn't say that I'm a huge fan. All right, well, a lot of. I would say you're a huge fan, but that's okay, a, cool. that's a definite, <laughs> wonderful defense of being a mighty mighty Boston. It's fan. not a defense. I don't. I don't feel like it's something I need to defend. It's an explanation. Defense explanation. Scott, <laughs> why did you why did you bring tomorrow. it up? I thought you were going somewhere with origins. I was going somewhere, and then he went into this really long defense about why he's a mighty mighty Boston's fan. I rest anyway. my case. Mahmoud, what, how do you feel about Enough's Enough? God damn it. Uh, no. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Not Never this mind. episode. Chip, chips Enough? Uh, what's the, what's Enough's Enough's hit? What, what, New thing. They don't have just one, my friend. New thing. Hi, Michelle. <laughs> Fly that's high, it. Michelle. I, I don't, I don't, I, that's, that's. All right, so uh, can I get back to where I want to be? <laughs> now I know you're a huge Mighty Mighty Boston's fan, but. Yeah. But. You're also a U2 fan. Oh, yeah. Which love them. is weirder to me because, I mean, you've dragged me to, what's what's that U2 cover band? Elevation? Oh, yeah, yeah. Elevation. You've USA. dragged me to Elevation shows. And you're like, this is great. And I'm like, are you nuts? <laughs> when did I drag you to an Elevation show? At Navy Pier. Oh, where I'm just like, I can't run. There's nowhere <laughs> no, no, to go. No, no. No, no, no! It wasn't Navy Pier. It was the North Ave Beach Castaways. Would it? Would that have been it? No, I don't know. But don't we're know. talking about some. We're talking about like early two thousands when there yes, was where everything yeah, was happening. Yeah. Where there were so yeah, many yeah. good bands playing, and some of them you were booking, and you're going, "Let's go see a YouTube cover band." Like what? We could go on? see Claxons. We could go see Claxons. <laughs> we could go see Claxons. Nah, we're gonna go see a YouTube cover band. There's this great there's this great band called Block Party that we should we should see. They're like nah. you know, this like kind of post punky kind of these Yeah. No, nah, they're about to break up and they'll never play like this again. But let's go see a YouTube cover band. Mahmood. I mean 
Yeah. How many how many different U2 cover bands have you seen? All of them. I've seen okay. Uh do you wanna okay, here's an explanation of the U2 cover band scene of the early two thousands in Chicago. There was a band called Elevation USA that um I first I saw it listed somewhere and me and some friends went down to a place uh that was at a bar near Midway called the Bohica Bar. Uh, mm. We later learned that Bohica stands for bend over, here it comes again. Uh, <laughs> this place called the Bohica Bar to see elevation. I'm talking, this This would have maybe been before the um, the record how to, how to Dismantle an Atomic Bomb or right sure. around that time. It actually would have been right around that time because that's when they had like, you two had another like, uptick in interest because that song vertigo was gigantic it was like a it was one of their like um football stadium like like they would play at football game kind of like that right. song in elevation became like kind of got you two into this like jock rock um <laughs> but yeah we went to go see it and, you know and, and um then i think they popped up again at like there was a, a show at castaways the the boat on navy pier um, so that was Elevation USA, which I think they may have been actually from uh, St. Louis, and they were like playing playing a lot in Chicago. The singer's name is uh, Dano, you know, because the guy oh in uh, YouTube's name is Bono. So the oh, the singer was Dano. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the guitarist in YouTube goes by The Edge, and oh. uh, the guy who played guitar in this Elevation is YouTube USA. for dummies. <laughs> we know who the fucking Edge is. <laughs> There's a guy, uh, Dave, Dave the Edge Evans. Uh, so the guy in the cover band uh, went by the Gredge. Turns out his name was Greg. Oh, oh Jesus! So we had the Gredge and Dano. Um, I think the Gredge and Dano. Uh, I think the Gredge and Dano had a falling out of sorts because there was a new guitar player in Elevation, and then um, I don't know how I found this out. I, I went. To I don't know I either. To, and you didn't well, want to I don't know how you know enough. any of this. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on a second. I used to think so, you were a cool guy. I, I went to a Cubs game. Tim Edwards uh, was at this Cub ga Cubs game as well. And um, uh, Sean McDonough, formerly of, of the Metro uh, and currently of Summerfest in Milwaukee. That's right. Summerfest. right. Um, great great we're guy. We're not playing. Um, uh, we, we all went to some bar post um, – Post Cubs Cubs game and it was a Red it was a Red Sox Cubs game, uh, in early play and uh, are we talking about we YouTube there, anymore? Because I mean I don't talking, know what the fuck we are is talking going about on. YouTube. We go to this bar because it was the Boston bars like the Red Sox bar and there was a YouTube cover band playing there called Vertigo USA oh. and I go there and I'm like oh that's the Grudge. The Gredge was playing with a bunch of other people. And then the next, like, I then went to the Elevation USA website. Elevation USA website forwarded to Vertigo USA. Oh. So there was some sort of split off, but the Gredge must have owned the domain. So it went to his website. Uh, wow. I then next saw Cut Elevation. This this may have been my final elevation. You should show. write. You should write an oral history. Of I will. I should. January is in Chicago. There's a lot of like winter delights. There's like shit. Like clubs will put on shows that they maybe wouldn't put on the rest of the year. House of Blues had a night where it was 
Elevation playing, plus an REM cover band, uh, and a police cover band, and me and some friends went and see Elevation, and there was a there were the other like the REM cover band and the police cover band were all comprised of different members of the U2 cover band with like some extra people. So like uh, the Larry Mullen Jr., the drummer in the U2 band, was like the bassist in the police band and the singer in the REM band, and they were just like switching around. Uh, but I famously at the end of that show did said they to come the up with sound? Player, did they come up with sound alike REM band member names too? Like was I, there I don't, Schmike Schmitz no, no, or something? No, I want to hear what Mahmoud famously <laughs> said. <laughs> at the at the at the end, uh, at the end of uh, the uh, show, I saw the guitar player. And like, famously, um, you said. Famously, I said, "Fake Edge, good show." <laughs> That's not nice. <laughs> It's terrible. It's terrible. Um, I may have been not drinking Topo Chico then. You know? um, <laughs> right. But like exactly. for like the next for the next couple of years, like friends would be like, hey, fake edge to me. Like it's fake edge. Can you imagine you just played to like, you know, 500 people at the House of Blues. You're in a YouTube cover band. So your like music career can't be going that great. And some like asshole comes up to you and calls you fake edge. That was me. Yeah, so it's well, me. he needs to know that he's fake Edge. I mean, yeah, totally. hopefully he didn't actually think he was real Edge. <laughs> right? Hey, fake Edge. Eh, yeah, that tracks. I am fake Edge. But right, can, I, so, can I tell you, though, that, those times of going to see a U2 cover band, that was as much just a fun thing to do as it would be if, like, you know, Ferris Bueller was screening at the music box and I wanted to go see this like great movie, but I'm not, you know, like I, that's that. My actual fandom of U2 ends when they made their last record, when they put out their last record in 1991, Octung Baby. Um, everything after that. Wow. Ooh, wow. So really, you're going that hard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. You don't like any U2 after Octung Baby. I can't say that I don't like it. There are a couple of good songs here and there. There are a couple of records that have no good songs. They put out a record called No Line on the Horizon, uh, yeah. which you might know from a song called Get On Your Boots. Oh, my God. There's no. nothing on that record. No, no. There's, it's, it's nothing. Well, like, here's here's the thing. There's and, that song and, Magnificent. That's pretty good. But oh, everybody terrible. talks everybody <laughs> talks shit about you 2 these days. And yeah, I don't for dig a while. it. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't dig it. And it doesn't piss me off like when people talk shit about the Beatles and sure I get why some people would be annoyed by, by them right but it's not like they didn't do anything for Christ's sake I mean the real edge he's one of the greatest guitar players of all oh my time, god absolutely you know, you know and, and, and like they're great whether I listen to their records or not they don't need me yeah. to listen to their records and when people like like indiscriminately talk shit about them it's like you know what? You've never listened to a fucking YouTube record in your life. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. The people that indiscriminately talk shit about YouTube, the first YouTube song that they ever heard was Elevation or uh, Beautiful Day. They, uh, someone that talks indiscriminately talks shit about um, about YouTube has never heard. Uh, this is going to sound so corny. Has never heard Uncut Dub turn into. Um, Oh my God! Uh, why can't I remember the name? Uh, into the heart, uh, you know, on 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 boy, uncut yeah. dub into into the, the heart. Like they never put on war. Oh. 
They've got to put it's on just war. like just put on war, idiot. Yeah. You know, it's like you don't know what you're talking about. And you know, Octoon Baby is great. Right. You know, it's until great. the end of the world. Yeah, I'm I doing mean, all these hand gestures. I don't know why I'm it, doing. This. It's great. Yeah, no hand gestures are good because we can see each other. The yeah. people out there, fuck them. I so mean, I I thought there be, are clunkers. There are yes. clunkers on some of the earlier records, but I think there's so many like just like excellent songs that um, overshadow. I, I sure. am not a fan of Where the Streets Have No Name. That uh, Sorry, not Where the Streets Have No Name. I love that song. Uh, uh, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Uh, that song, I, I, I still haven't found it's, what I'm looking for. It's fine. It's fine, but it's like, I'll skip it. I'm not a huge fan of Rattle and Hum. Uh, it's a garbage album. good stuff on Rattle and Hum? No, no. It's it's this weird discovering America, like, it's a little bit blowhard, you know? I get um, it. But, I mean, come on. Yeah. There's good stuff on uh, there. You know, All I Want Is You, I used to think was not a good song. I've, I think it's fine. The live version of Silver and Gold, where he says, okay, oh, yeah. Edge, play the blues. Yeah. That's, that's reason enough for that song to exist. So, I thought it'd be cool in honor of you being such a huge U2 fan uh, for us to do our top three. Uh, a what's the best of top three U2 songs? And I can see the look on Gabe's face. <laughs> this is going to be great. All right, should we do it? Try to be best because you're only a man and a man's got to learn to take it. Try to believe though the going gets rough that you got to hang tough to make it history repeats itself try and you succeed never doubt that you're the one and you can have your dream you're the best around nothing's gonna ever keep you down you're the best around nothing's gonna ever keep you down you're the best around To find out if Gabe even knows any U2 songs, tune in next week and find out when we count down the guy's top three favorite U2 songs on an all-new What's the Best edition of the Lifers Podcast. Try your best to